0: Hey, good weekend to you. Welcome to Leading Edge. I'm Jerry Anderson. Good to have you folks along. Remember the story of the former Ottawa Hills resident, Pete Cadence, who went off, made a lot of money, and then he came back to town to say he wanted to make a difference, that he would cover the cost of college for students who graduated from Scott High School. And he's done the same, I'm told, at other high schools over in the Chicago area where he lives now. Um, I thought that was an amazing thing. He's doing it through the Hope Toledo organization. And I know that some of you have wondered, is that working? We wondered the same thing. And we have proof, we think, that it can and it should, though no one ever said it would be easy. For any one of the adult recipients out there, because parents, one parent per student was also given the opportunity. For any adult recipient who says, I just can't do this. I wanna to introduce to you Abina Rowland. Uh, she's on the road right now. She's got a job, but uh, that's jumping way ahead. I wanna talk about other <laughs> stuff first. She took Mr. Cadence and his Hope Toledo group up on their offer. By the way, Hope Toledo, that is helping our population educate. She's along to share her story and we really need to set the stage here, Abina. Um, let's go back at least to the point where you and your husband, you both had jobs. You were doing fine. You were gainfully employed. Yes. You had yes. jobs until you didn't have jobs, until your company just closed up shop where you work. Tell me about that.
1: Well, in 2019, we were both doing good. We worked at the same job, and they told everyone that we had a certain amount of time that to find new jobs or, you know, take a uh a jail. We, we were only there a few years, so our package wasn't as great as some of the other ones that sure. were really there for a long time. But um, that was supposed to end at in the end of November 2019. But um, at on the 2nd of November, November 2nd, 2019, we had a house fire. And unfortunately, my husband passed away from the smoke inhalation
0: from the house fire okay stay so. with me a second because of being a just she just she's lived it and so she can spit it out but i want you folks to, to to think about that let us set in a she and her husband lose their jobs no choice of their own no fault of their own they were just told you're gone then she said they had a house fire you lost your house and more importantly because of smoke inhalation you lost your husband You know, Avina, I can try, but I can't begin to know what that feels like. If you can, take me back to what you were thinking and feeling at that time.
1: Uh, I don't think that I could feel. It, It Just numb. And then on top of that, COVID set straight in. So everything was shut down at the same time. Everything began to shut down at the same time. And then... My son was due to graduate, so they couldn't walk that year with their class. School was basically cut short. And then out of a miracle came Pete Caton.
0: That is an amazing miracle. And I'm going to get you there, but I'm going to pause here also. Because you're a person of faith, aren't you?
1: Yes, How I am did, an ordained minister.
0: And an ordained minister. How did that play into where you were at the time? I mean, you talk about a person's faith being challenged. Did you ever be to just say, God, why? How much do you expect any one person to take?
1: Well, uh, thank God for my faith with God and my faith leader, which is Dr. Pat McKinstry of the Worship Center, she actually walked so close with my children and myself through this, and that that was something that we just needed so much at the time. So um, that really helped us.
0: She is an amazing minister. She is yeah. um, She's an amazing person. I have heard her speak. Going back to that time, especially in those circumstances, did you ever expect Abina, that your child... Uh, would go to college, be able to go to college? No.
1: He he wanted to be a police officer um, always since he was a little kid, but when that happened, it put all of us, we were just numb. We were just like so numb, and then when that day came, and we were just invited to the school, unknowing what was getting ready to happen, we just had to show up there. They said that um the, the, that the parents had to show up and the students, so I made sure that I was there and it uh, we, we got our miracle.
0: This was the announcement. We were there with our news cameras when Pete Caden stood there and told the, well, it would be the senior class. They were on track to graduate. Yeah. Folks, uh, you graduate, I'll pay completed. for college. Um, you probably first thought of your kid, your child yeah. as, as a mom, but what was the yeah. first moment yeah. that they kind of sunk in to say, wait a minute, he said a parent Two, and I'm a parent, a single parent. Do you remember what when that moment set in and what you felt?
1: I could, I couldn't even really grasp it all. I was so excited for my son. Sure. It didn't really even like dawn on me that um I would that I would even take up the opportunity because at that time I just couldn't even think past him being you know awarded with this. So it it was just it it was just overwhelming, but it was it was joy.
0: It was joy. All right, I need to take a break. She's Avina Roland. She uh, has accomplished something that I wanted to share with all of you. Uh, and she's not out of the woods in this story just yet. You say, well, Jerry, what more? Lost a job, lost a house, lost a husband. Stay with me. We're going to pick it up with Abina Roland. This is Leading Edge. Welcome back to Leading Edge. Uh, We have stopped somebody on the road. She's in the middle of her job, which we're going to get you to. This is Sabina Rowland. She's telling an amazing story. Uh, She found out that her child, her son, was going to be able to go to college because of the generosity of Pete Cadence, the Hope Toledo folks. And then it dawned on her that, hey, you know what? They said a parent, too. And so she decided to take up the mantle of education, more education for herself. Did you have any misgivings? Were you nervous about it? I remember going back to college in my fifties just to see if I could keep up with the kids. Did, did you ever have that feeling like, I wonder if I can do this?
1: Well, I had just recently received my master's in theology. So I was, um, debating to either just go back and get my doctorate for that. But, um, I ended up seeing a commercial with Stotzenberger with a uh, substance abuse counselor. Yeah. And I, I I, don't know. I just went another direction with it. And and now I understand why I did. But at the time, I didn't know.
0: Okay. So you weren't, you, you kind of went in undaunted. You knew you could handle the academic load because you had continued to study. So you're <laughs> off, you're on your way uh, with the, your, your college costs at Stotzenberger covered. And yet your life, st- tragedy was still lurking out there around the corner for you, wasn't it?
1: Yes, yes, tell me about the it, worst.
0: If you can, tell me what the happened. The
1: worst. Um, okay, so school started. I was um, doing pretty well. And one of my big supporters was my oldest son. Um, every day he would come, bring my coffee and tell me. I was like, oh, you know I'm a little older now, so this stuff not coming easy. He would say, Ma, you got this. Like, um, anything you need, I'm going to help you along the way and um uh, March second 2021 he was murdered and uh it's that that just everything just stood still again um mentally for for all of us um and so then we were just kind of numb again <laughs> we were just coming out of the the first numbness so and he was my oldest child and He was in the music industry, and they actually did a mural um, of him on LaGrange. He was due to go sign a record deal. Within hours, he was headed back to Atlanta and was cut off, from what we hear, mistaken.
0: Did it ever cross your mind, that's it, I can't go on? Or what kept you going?
1: I just kept hearing his voice say, you got this. What he would say to me every day. And then the studies that I was taking was dealing with trauma. And it was just the right studies at the right time. That the lessons you were
0: learning in school were directly applicable to your own life, yes. weren't they?
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: Wow. That's got hand- to be God's family. hand. That's got to be God's hand.
1: Yes, family and the support of his, um, the community, so much support. Yeah. And um the religious, you know, the faith world too, because so many people stepped up and just have been there.
0: Yeah. She would go on. She would uh finish her studies. Congratulations to you.
1: Thank you. Tell Thank everybody
0: you. what you're doing now. And she's and, and when I say doing, the only person that's keeping her from doing it right this moment is me. She put, like she came off to the side <laughs> of the road so she could chat with me for this show. Tell everybody what's up.
1: Well, I work for Empowerment for Excellence. Um, I actually get, I'm a case manager of um, emancipated young adults that were in the system with um, CSB. And so um, I case managed them to help them get on track.
0: CSB folks, Children's Services Board. So she's out there dealing with people who've had trouble in their young lives, helping them yes. get on track or stay on track. You are yes, making stay a difference. On track. Hey, yes. what, okay. Um, I found this, I didn't know this, and I hadn't read this anywhere. It made me think of, well, what about the child you had at Scott that actually qualified you for the um, uh, tuition reimbursement? That student was also a son, right? And started college, yes. but it wasn't going yeah. so well for him, but I'd like the update on what's happening with him, because I think this is just another incredible part of this story.
1: Yes, well, after um, my son passed, He mentally kind of, it was just way too much for him. And um, uh, Pete Cadence called again as a a miracle to our family. I know he's God sent. And just wanted to get him up out of the whole, like, Toledo area just for a while to just kind of get him refocused and uh, do something else. So he's down there working. And um he's still going to go back to school, but mentally he had checked out and he's doing very well now, thanks to PK. Because
0: Cadence engaged, got him yes. out of his environs, got him over. Yes. He's over in he's over what Chicago area, repeat his. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And is make, he's kind of he's kind of mentoring the young man. I, I just well, Cadence has been on our show a few times. He's a great young man. <laughs> and I it just yeah. when I talk this story, I need to get him back on. Let's wrap up with this. What message do you have for other people out there who are facing the worst of life, of what life has to offer? Because you did.
1: I would say hope. Mm. The, the, The greatest thing about this is there's always hope. And I don't think that we go through things just for us. I think we go through we do our best to get through and we reach back and bring others through and that's my prayer that i'll continue to be able to do this
0: wow i have to leave it right there and maybe that's perfect hope is what habina says keeps her going and it's hope toledo that was there for her helped her further education and, and, yes. and now now be off on a, on a journey yes. helping others. My thanks to it being a role in keeping us on the leading edge of personal perseverance, accepting challenges and accepting health when it's offered, making the most of opportunity and now helping others to do the very same thing. When I come back, the games people continue to play in our state with your vote. This is Leading Edge. Hey, welcome back to Leading Edge. Good to have you guys along. You know, sometimes it seems the people in power prolong action. Uh, in other words, don't do their jobs uh, long enough that we lose interest. Something else comes along, grabs our attention. Well, we are not doing that, as you know, on this show with the high stakes, high jinks going on in Columbus regarding our votes. Our votes, folks, are just too precious to lo- get lost in one side or the other's lust for power. In Ohio, that too often means being drawn into districts in which you have absolutely no chance of winning. It's called gerrymandering. So to help us sort through in our ongoing saga, to help us sort through the latest on where we are in the, and I'll underscore this, constitutionally mandated redistricting effort, I welcome in from Columbus, Jen Miller, Executive Director of the League of Women Voters of Ohio, good to see you i know your roots are up here in northwest Ohio. house so everybody over from your hometown says, hey Jan. Okay. <laughs> um, let's start with your organization who officially then weighed in you guys have been out in front for a long time on the fair districts thing but weighed in officially this week on the latest congressional district maps now folks these are 15 districts and what we have now uh from which we elect members of the u.s house of representatives and the league said what
2: we said once again, the Ohio Redistricting Commission failed to meet the Ohio Constitution, failed to create a congressional district plan that upholds the rights of every Ohio voter to have fair representation in Congress.
0: All right. And uh, we're now playing all of this out against a ticking clock. I believe it was the U.S. Department of Defense has said no to delaying mailing of ballots to service members, which I believe we're up against a March deadline, maybe March 19th.
2: Well, so what the General Assembly did just yesterday is they said they're still going to mail the ballots out at the same time as the other absentee ballots. So it's supposed to be 45 days in advance. They're going to do it 30 days in advance and give military voters overseas an extra 10 days to return their ballots.
0: Um, um, Legislature could also move Ohio's scheduled May 3rd primary there doesn't seem to be much of an appetite on the part of lawmakers to do that even though the maps both congressional and folks the state legislative districts that's the Ohio House Ohio Senate are being challenged in the Ohio Supreme Court
2: right so uh the elections officials uh, voter advocates like the league have all asked for a later primary the Ohio General Assembly could do that um, bottom line, right at this point, elections officials don't have what they need to redistrict voters. Voters actually, they need those final maps to put voters in the right districts. Candidates can't uh, finalize their candidacy to get on the ballot. Voters can't do their education. There's a lot that needs to happen. And the best path forward would be to finally create maps that meet the Ohio constitutional requirements for fair districts and move this primary back so that we can have a safe, secure, well-run election for all.
0: All right. We've had state legislative maps rejected twice by the Ohio Supreme Court. The congressional maps have been tossed aside. It's not made... it is one side in this and let's face it the republicans have the majority in fact super majorities in both chambers um it, are they stringing this out purposely to are they running against the clock are they using the clock as an ally
2: I think so. So what you have are the Ohio Redistricting Commission that has quite a few legislators on there, as well as the Ohio General Assembly that actually had the requirement to first work on congressional maps. They have drugged their feet along the entire time. They've missed deadlines. They've really kind of wasted a lot of time. Um, And then at the same time, those same folks could change the primary. So they're saying the primary is coming. We just need to take one of these maps. Really, what needs to happen is both. We need to have great maps that really serve the people of Ohio rather than the interests of political operatives. And we need more time for the primary.
0: Well, the last congressional map that I saw, and correct me, Jen, you're down there following this, living this, breathing this. It came out 10 Republican, two Democrat. Three swing, totaling fifteen,
2: right, and and that's a concern because we're what we're trying to do is see parity, right? We want to see generally for congr- for Congress, fifty four percent of votes in Ohio go towards Congress, so should it should be about that many going towards Republican candidates? Here, once again, we see a, a drastically different scenario, but there's also just some. Clearly problematic areas where, for example, in central Ohio, you've taken very, very urban Columbus and and mixed it with several counties almost to Dayton rather than keeping central Ohio Mm. more alike, something similar in southwestern Ohio. So it's both part of it is about. You know, we look at partisan gerrymandering to show that, wow, mathematically, it shouldn't make sense that only getting this number of votes and you get so many more seats, right? But also just in terms of what the districts themselves look like. You know, when you have these weirdly shaped, sprawling districts, it's very hard for lawmakers to fairly represent us because the economies can be different, the needs of the community members can be different when when they're so sprawling.
0: Yeah, uh, the challenge of the latest round of state house and state senate districts seems to go. Um, the argument kind of sounds like this: over partisan-leaning districts. For example, when the Republican majority in the redistricting committee says. Oh well those districts are democratic leaning they may be but by the slimmest of margins possible when the republican leaning districts are pretty much comfortably so
2: yep yeah. and again, also that math. so yeah. you know it's all about, if voters behaved exactly the same way this decade moving forward as they did the decade back, Mm -hmm. what would happen with those seats? And what we see is clearly that these were designed for a Republican slant. Now, if you're a Republican voter in the state of Ohio, you should still care because what happens here when maps are rigged for one party um, that those candidates play to party extremes and big donors, they don't have to listen to you as a voter. And, and uh, ultimately, voters' voices have less power. Most Ohioans actually you know, vote a little bit Republican, a little bit Democrat, a lot of us think of ourselves as independent. Yes. We are particularly harmed by maps that are rigged for party outcome because it really takes away the power of our votes and our voices. Yeah,
0: and for those of you who aren't clear on it, when Jen Miller, she's the executive director, by the way, League of Women Voters of Ohio, came up with that 5446 that is based on it. it's like well where do they come up with that it's no you came up with that voters we came up with that that's the way we have voted statewide in this state for a decade or so therefore if 46% of the voters are democrat why should 25% of their representatives be democrat and that's the argument all right um, last minute here last, maybe seconds Where do we go from here? Next thing to watch for.
2: Right. Let's see what the Ohio Supreme Court does. But in the meantime, no matter what the Ohio Supreme Court does, we need to push back this primary. So call your lawmakers and ask them to do that so we can have a well-run primary here in Ohio, which is the right of every Ohioan.
0: Jen Miller, thanks so very much. And in her spare time, she's a jazz singer, folks. It's a different show. We'll do a different show on that. (laughs) Good to see you, Jen. And we'll stay on top of this. Folks, we'll be right back on Leading Edge. Hey, thanks to my guest today. Thanks to you for watching. We'll see you next week on Leading Edge.